25, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, shooting 86% from the from free throw line, 38% from 3, and 47% from the field. Guess who stats are those, Devin? Well, I, I know that it's got to be Jeremy. Jeremy Grant. We're 10 games in the season, and... Our buddy Jeremy Grant, who this is the first year he's a legitimate starting, you know, player and focal point of a team. As we talked about prior, Detroit just gave him, you know, what, $50 million. And this dude is delivering. So He looks like an underpay. It looks like an underpay. It, I mean, what he's doing is, you know, he Phoenix overtime uh, back on Friday. He hits the stagger to seal the game, and he drops 31 on Phoenix, 10 rebounds, and he goes to the line 11 times. He's 8 for 11 from the line. 8, eight for 11 from the line. Like, Jeremy Grant is getting fouled, you know, because he's handling a ball. A dude that couldn't dribble when he was with the Sixers. You know, like like if on an NBA level, right? Like, he right. that wasn't his, his skill set. And now... He's, it's just ridiculous what he's doing. Like, it, it, it is ridiculous what he's doing, man. You know, he's last last six games, 28, 31, 31, 24, 22, 24. Wow. That's not, that's, that's like, that's max player money. That's max deal money right there. Yeah. He's, he's balling out of control, man. It, it you know, uh, I just, I just love watching him. I'm a fan of him, you know, now more than ever because of the show. And uh, his work, man, is paying off. It's, it's unbelievable how his work's paying off right now. But uh, it, it's nasty. It's nasty. He, you know, he carries Detroit down the down the stretch of that game against Phoenix in overtime. You know, I don't even know if Blake Griffin what he's doing if, if he's even on the team. But Jeremy Grant over these ten games has clearly been the best player on the on the uh, Pistons. And I think he's had only one game out of the 10 where he didn't score 20-plus points. So up until the knee injury, we were looking at maybe most improved player to be a battle between Jeremy Grant and Markel Fultz. Yeah. Who was looking great, too. So just goes to show you, man, if you take the time and you put in the work, you can ball out. Absolutely. And and that's what he did, man. That's what he did. So, wow, I just wanted to, you know, we had to touch on that. It's just it's been it's been incredible what Jeremy Grant is doing. We had to touch on that. So also taking in taking in time and putting in work, you've been falling out on social media. So why don't why don't you tell me what you what you've learned working on some social media stuff for the show? Yeah, man. You, you know, I think I texted you in the middle of the week, and or even at the end of the last episode, we talked about how like social media is. Um, it's really much, most people just like put an, an output for people it didn't really come off when i first went on as like something where people actually like took in on social media like actually like when they would you know would even look at other posts like it, it felt like people just post and then they closed their phone and they went on about their day they saw something they posted closed their phone and went on about their day like majority of people don't even have much interest in what anyone else is saying so it's literally just like this weird you know, one-way conversation where on social media, people are just talking at you. 
Um, yeah, you sent, and, you sent me that in the middle of the week, and you were saying you were going to try to do something about engagement and trying to like get some get some movement there. Exactly. So that that was the thing that I said is I was like, well, man, that's kind of what we're doing right now. So I completely kind of flipped what we were doing as a as a podcast, and now instead of me just posting us constantly. I decided like the energy that we want as a podcast is we want to on social media do exactly what we're talking about doing on a show is bring other people to the light. So I've become like King repost like that. That's my thing. King share is, is what we want to be on social media. So if I see something and it's somebody doing something, you know, I'm making it our business to go ahead and share that post and then, you know, set. Those people who we saw is actually doing stuff, you know, we're taking, we're making them a favorite on our list. I'm trying to build, you know, the 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 algorithm, I guess, that Facebook would use is, you know, there's a way to prioritize certain people as favorites because you want to see their posts more often than someone else's. And so those people that we share, we make them a favorite and hopefully we get to see everything that you're doing. So when something comes up, we get an alert and we can go ahead and share your your process, you know, and, and what you're working on. So that was something that I did. And instantly it was it, it started to gain traction, you know, so um, it ended up being a, a big hit for us this week. That's it. That's exciting, man. So, it, so to, if my understanding is correct, you switched from you know, you're still doing the regular sort of process, you know, stuff where you, mm-hmm. you post, hey, this is us, this is our show, blah, blah, blah. But now you're doing more like, I guess, conversational stuff and like, and like, hey, check these people out. So who's an example that you're like, that you're checking out that we, that we want to shout out on the show? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the one thing, just to touch on what you said, you, you hit it on the head, conversation. I think I text you in the middle of the week saying like, yo. The only way you have a conversation on social media is if you start it like that comment section. It, it almost seems like, you know, when, when you were a kid and you would go to the dance and like everybody just stood on, you know, the wall or the opposite side of the room until that one person had the courage to break the ice and go start <laughs> dancing with one of the girls. And then now like it's like, oh, it's OK. You know, somebody's dancing. All right. We can all dance like that's what the comment section seems like on social media where it's like no one wants to be the first to comment i don't know if it just makes you look like corny or you some type of like you don't got no friends because you got a comment on social media like i don't know what it is but it really feels like you know no one wants to be the first to comment so i've made it our business to make sure like if something moves us like they're doing what we're about let's give them a comment let's give them some support let's share what they're doing you know, and, and I think everybody needs like if you really see somebody doing something where they're really out there putting in work, share their post, share it with your friends, like it. Just, you know, basically give them that little like, you know, hey, you know, I like what you're doing. Keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because people some people need to know that and some people need to feel that. You know what I mean? So what we did was there was a few people. So we actually purchased two things. Right. Because anytime I make a purchase. That means the process is black and white makes a purchase. So we made a purchase from from two people um, and there were two hoodies. It's hoodie season. So it's only right that we go ahead and, and grab a couple of those. Um, so one of them was a Jay Valor hoodie that I post uh, the other day 
on our on our page and it's uh real nice hoodie black uh and her movement is basically um her brand is Jay Valor and it's about the youth it's a brand you know for the youth you know and basically focus on the youth and the idea of her brand is um to encourage them uh that being cool is being you being comfortable with self and expressing ourselves through fashion so and it's alicia slash mina white she's the owner and operator of the j valor brand and if you guys want to follow her on instagram she's at j v e l dot o u r so that's the way to follow her on instagram and we got that hoodie and then we also made a purchase from a hoodie brand i'ma make it and it's basically a, a guy that's from philly and he's making t-shirts hoodie a whole clothing brand with uh i'ma make it on it and basically the brand is self-explanatory is i'ma make it like you know whatever it is that you're doing it's kind of like our theory whatever that thing is that you're doing keep doing it don't stop you know if it don't work make that pivot to do whatever you need to do to get that thing going and it's pretty much uh is the idea of his brand and, and it's i'ma make it and nice hoodie good quality on both of those guys and um it was really cool to get them in all both of them came in in pretty good time um even with all of the shipping issues and stuff like that so um that was pretty dope and you can follow him at uh at chief 24c um for his brand of, of i'ma make it on on instagram um and we'll tag these guys in the post and so those are the two purchases but uh you know we also just had people that we started to kind of build relationships one guy washington dc when i post one of the video videos he ended up recognizing it and he ended up giving us a little tag a little like so in, in a spirit of making sure that we're starting a conversation i just thanked him i thanked him for supporting us and you know shouting us out and that's uh um at bd the chef and uh he's a he's a chef out in washington dc check his page out follow him um you know we just met through both of us out here you know doing our passion me and devin with the podcast and bd as the, as the chef um and he's got some great picks the food looks great he, he looks like he does it all um from desserts and, and pastries all the way down to entrees and, and everything else that comes with the culinary world. So um, it was pretty dope that he took the time out to listen to our post. So and, and now I feel like we can build a relationship from there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty dope. Some things that we're working on. So uh, one of the last ones was um, I ran across a young lady who is doing a raffle for her lash company. She has a, a lash business. And uh, it's mad underscore lashed underscore. And uh, this week she's running a nice little um, promotion through her Instagram site where you can enter a raffle to win a last set. And we're going to try and uh, jump in and see if we can win that last set. And it's uh, the rules simply apply is uh, you buy a ticket, uh, you follow at mad underscore lash underscore and uh, you like the post. And you then tag two friends in the comments, and that that is how you enter to win. So uh, we're gonna do that. That's that's gonna be one of our uh, things this week that we're gonna knock out. So then you're gonna you're gonna get your lashes done. 
you know, maybe maybe my wife or or my daughter, somebody. I ain't ready for that, you know. I ain't ready. I've been told I got great lashes already, anyway, so I don't think I need it, right? Um, yeah, and then you know, the last thing that I wanted to touch on is, you know, in Philadelphia, we, you know, Chester's real close uh, to me as well, kind of in between both cities, and I just caught on, but it's been going on for a while. There's a uh, radio station. Uh, internet radio station in Chester ran by the people of Chester and they just had some really nice posts that I started to follow and repost just about their purpose is to give you know voices to the voiceless and you know for the people of their community to be able to hear other people from their community you know living out their passion and uh, through that I managed to uh, find a young lady who does a show um, on that radio station and she has her own thing similar to us called the missing plug and she looks like she's an event planner and she basically finds people like we are trying to do and blows them up just highlights them you know go check out their uh business or their you know or their event and just give them a chance to kind of have a voice for their event and she plugs it all through social media and uh so Ended up starting to follow her and, you know, reshare, repost some of the things that she posts. And she did the same for us. So it was cool kind of being able to support one another. So and you can follow her. Also, her plug is on Instagram. You can search her for uh, the missing plug uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And she should pop right up. And we're going to add all these to the show notes. Uh, so you should be able to see it at the bottom of your podcast. Um, and uh you know, we'll add it to the website as well. So if you, if you need to check that out, we'll have that cover for you, dude. That's a that's a that's a lot of social media. Yeah, it sounds it was like a lot. you you really like started to figure out how to do the social media game in a way that's you know obviously valuable for the show. But you know, we're trying to get information about businesses and information about starting businesses out there. And it sounds like you know you you got the information about businesses part. You really found some traction. Yeah, yeah, it's been good, man. It, it, uh, you know. Um, I definitely feel like it's important to join in a conversation um, to support other people that are out here living their purposes, purpose on uh, on social media. Like like if we're on there, you know, me, I'm very purpose driven when it comes to the social media stuff. So that's what I do. I spend all my time making sure that uh, if somebody pops up that is out here putting in work and living out their passion that we support that and we go ahead and, and tag them and then bring them to light in the show because that's what we're about. I love it. I love it. So, so what about your, your sort of your week generally? Yeah. So my week was, was pretty dope, man. We, uh, I mean, we did some big things this week for uh 2400, the movement. Um, and, uh, you know, so coming soon, uh, be on the lookout. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be hitting the, I guess the small screen. Uh, we just started a little YouTube, uh, cooking show, Similar or or cooking tutorial, I guess you would call it, um, for the spices that we're we're making. So we're we're gonna make it easy for you to be able to uh, go ahead pick up the pick up the spice rub and uh, there'll be like four recipes ready to go when you buy it. So you know we got you covered. Whereas we'll take you step by step and show you just how easy it is to use this rub and get the best result and impress your family and friends um, just off of these seasonings. Love it great yeah how about you how was your week man um so my week was amazing 
um, I was super productive. I've been, you know, I had like these goals and I had like a whole like system planned for the new year because I'm like a, I'm a big fan of New Year's resolutions. And I've been killing it. I've been doing a whole bunch of that stuff. But I did come up short on my process black and white goal, which was I was supposed to start uploading shows to YouTube so that we would have a YouTube channel. But I did uh, I did come up small on that. But I did get a whole bunch of other stuff done, including like we're almost to the point where we should start being able to see um, the text of the show in the show notes. So there will be our regular show notes and then the, the text of the show. So someone could theoretically like read about a portion of the show or go find a you know a mention or something like that and search by text, which would be really good for us for SEO. So it was it was valuable work and important work, but I didn't actually meet my goal. So kind of a bummer there. <clears throat> yep, yep. But. Sounds like a strong week, man, for the both of us. So it'll be fun. Next week we'll be able to get more into, you know, that YouTube experience. For sure, for sure. Started a new book. Talk to me. Yes, we did, man. And uh, so far, it's oh, man, it's it's wild, she, man. She and comes in hot, man. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's wild. It's the color of money, um, black banks, and the racial wealth gap. And uh, so, I'll tell you a quick. You know, for me, growing up, like. There's always like a in in my family, you know, being being a black man, you know, in my family, there's this always this like un, uncertainty with the with the generations before me with blank with banks, you know, like my grandfather for <laughs> for years, I got this dude saved like nobody I, I know, like he just saved so much money, like he was a saver and he, you know, he would always have his line like, you know, uh, you you get paid, you pay your bills, you and then you pay yourself, and then the rest of that money you put away, right? Like you you put away the majority of what you make, and that was his that was his motto. Unfortunately, even though he spoke it to me constantly, I didn't always follow it, and I still haven't followed it. But uh, he saved a ton of money, and I remember asking him years ago, like pop, like. Why are you just saving money? Because here I am. I'm this, you know, young kid, you know, hearing about the stock market, how people are investing their money like that, because my mind is that right. Like, I'm really like, even as a kid, I was always more of an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. And I remember just asking him, like, you got to invest your money like you got all this money saved. Like, why don't you buy something? Why don't you invest something? And, you know, he just be like, nah, 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 you know, I, you know. I'm good with my savings. I want to make sure I have it. I ain't trying to lose my money. And it and it goes back to this book where it may, you know, that makes total sense, man. Like there is this fear for a certain generation because of all of the tricks that were played on, you know, the black community, you know, through the from the end of, you know, from slavery all the way through, you know, and even still today. But very prevalent in like our grandparents you know generation and the generations prior to them uh there were some real cruel tricks played in the black community when it came to money a lot of like dreams being sold and then money being stole you know what i mean like it was just it, it makes total sense re listening and reading to reading the book here um of where my grandfather's like you know fear of investing and and trying to kind of listen into 
you know, someone selling a dream about tripling your money. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man. So the book kind of starts there. Yeah, I was expecting it to be more like uh, sort of economics focused, right? Like mm -hmm. just based on the titles and having known nothing about it. But it so far, I mean, we only did chapters one, two and three. So far as presenting like this this moment in history, not moment in history, the uh, this story of history mm -hmm. of how you know banking relate relates to the black community post slavery and like how that strand is being you know is being pulled across you know the, the whole story of time and, and and how all that works and you know it was interesting to hear her like one of the very first things that she talks about is like. Hey, you know, there's this there's this theory that you know it, what we need to save uh, the the black community or whatever is black banks, and I think probably our show's intuition is that that's probably a good thing, right? Like we would probably mm -hmm. want black banks, right? Mm -hmm. Our general vibe is that you know what we really need is everybody to work together on you know, sharing businesses, and they don't necessarily need to be profit-based businesses, right? They could be something that's a non-profit or whatever, but everybody needs to work together and, and across racial divides as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it was interesting to sort of hear some skepticism about something that we kind of have as a fundamental, like, core belief of the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I'm curious to, like, as the book goes on, like, you know, if that message kind of changes a little bit, I think, because even when hearing her talk about it, it's also like talking about when though when that was tried, how even the idea of starting a black bank, you know, during the 1800s, when that did happen, you know, there were tricks that were able to be played that basically turned that black bank into, you know, basically taking, you know, being able to just come and swoop all the money out and take the land and all the things that were built, you know, because, you know, just having a black bank and I guess without the, you know, real support of the government behind that, like she talks about how Bank of America started as, you know, an Italian bank, the Bank of Italy. But the reason why I was able to grow and prosper is because eventually Italian Americans were able to basically just you know uh fold in with the rest of you know white america over time and then there was a push from you know government itself to basically help white america move from immigrant status and fold in as a part of you know white america like you know what i mean whereas blacks was tricks and different things were just done to keep you in the ghetto or keep you in that environment and there was never really a, a real effort to help those people, you know, to turn those communities around. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's almost like, and, I, and this is my own personal opinion, not what was in a book. But it's almost like what I felt from the book with what she was trying to say, at least in the first three chapters, is that there was this always this, even government itself, there was always somebody making sure that there there is going to be a working class or a lesser class of people to do the work so so everyone else can be able to live their best lives and and that chosen class of people were the black race in America and it almost had to stay that way because 
it sounds like what she's saying is if you change the environment, right? Like, like if you are able to, like ghettos are going to exist. It's like, uh, I think she talked about, uh, I can't believe that I'm forgetting his name right now, but she made a point of, um, uh, the writer, uh, help me out. You know, uh, Frederick Douglass. no, uh, Boyd, Boyd. Bill Street. He wrote, uh, uh, Bill Street and, uh, not ED, his seventies. Uh, can't remember his name i'm gonna I'm it's gonna kill me now but anyway he talked about how you know the only way it to really basically free blacks is to pretty much get rid of the ghetto right like like it's you know to get rid of the ghetto and the only way you do that you know is by actually investing in the people you know like she even talked about dr martin luther king saying you free the the slavery and the institution of slavery but you did not free the black person. And, uh, you know, until the government decides to invest in the people, there will be no change. And black people won't be able to get ahead, um, you know, because they're going to constantly be still living in the same type of environment. Yeah, it was it was interesting because there's this like there was a push pull in the first three chapters, which is like, here's how the government failed us. Um on the one hand, right, where they were like, oh, we're going to do reconstruction, and then mm, we're not going to do reconstruction, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that sort of thing, um, you know, so so there's that, and then there was this, you know, pool, I guess, on the other side, where it was like, you know, what we really need is the government to to assist, and then as soon as the government assists, you see, um, you know, like, like white supremacy effectively assert itself and be like, mm -hmm. oh, look, there's a creation of a back black bank like let's see how we can write laws and use government to exploit that bank and steal a bunch of money exactly um so there's this very strange push pull of like we need the government to do the same thing for the black community that it did for the italian community or the irish community or the asian community or whatever communities right where, mm -hmm. where the government consistently made life like really really nice for white people and like stepped in and, you know, really helped out in dire situations. And then as soon as we start saying like, oh, maybe we can have the black community experience the same sort of revitalization where it's like, well, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, or if we do help you, it turns out it's actually a scam and we're going to steal your money. Yeah. So there's a lot there, man. You know, and Dr. King said is, Wall, what, Wall Street gets a cold and, uh, you know, black America gets uh, pneumonia. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that that was a uh, it's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, where you you, uh, you summed it up real nice, it, r perfectly, where it's just like basically everybody else gets help. And then when it's time, when you walk up to the soup kitchen kitchen and you're looking for your bowl of soup as as black America, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. It's all it's all done. We served it all. And, you know, now you got to figure out how to get yourself out of this. Like, you know, go go figure it out, you know, and and, and it, the message then kind of also looks at us like, well, we did it. You know, we got ourselves out. And it's like, no, no you didn't. You know, you you had assistance, you know, yeah. you had assistance, even for the land itself. Um, you know, you had assistance. You even talked briefly about that, how, you know, everybody that came over this country you know was was given land like not many people had to pay for their land when they got their start 
But when he, she talked about the freedmen, men, how all of a sudden, you know, when they had their opportunity to be given their land and their 40 acres and a mule and, you know, the president Lincoln signs off on everything. All of a sudden, someone comes behind and goes, no, nah, we can't be giving free stuff out. You know, these men have to pay for it. And all of a sudden now, now at this point, people need to now pay for the land and, and pay for everything they get, you know, and earn it. And it's like, well, none of you guys earned it. It was all handed to all of you. So, you know, it's definitely uh, it, it's an interesting book. And, and I can't wait to, to hear how it progressed, you know, chapter by chapter. Yeah, one thing I really like about it is that it does it, it. It argues. It feels early, right? Three three chapters in, that it's arguing against a lot of what we're saying, which is, hey, you know, we need to work together and support each other and make this happen. Um, and it, I think it argues against that a little bit, which is going to be an interesting thing for us. And yeah. you know, it's always good to challenge your beliefs, whether they're yeah. about, you know, what you think or your business or your ideas or whatever challenge it with reality and, and learn it and be open-minded to new to new ideas so i'm yeah. pretty excited about that part of it and and just to touch a little bit on what you just said is i i think what we'll notice as it goes on i think it actually believes in our beliefs where i think because it feels like the book is talking a lot about you know people having to change right like the whole idea of a you know this this systemic racism it, it's not the the machine itself it's people constantly conjuring up new ways to hold other people back right like you know what i mean the government worked for this uh group of people why can't it work for this group of people well because on an individual level in the way that the minds work for those people who are part of the government they don't believe in this group of people over here. They think less of this group of people. So they're constantly like when it comes time to do something to help this group of people, um, you know, the mind works for them is where it's like, well, why? You know, they're not worthy of it. And I think what our what she's pointing out is that, yes, we are. And that's the only way to fix it is once people start actually looking at black people and basically saying enough's enough we have to make this change we have to invest in these people and help this particular group of people you know get to where they deserve to be and 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 you know this mistake was made and it goes back 600 years and now it's time for us all to take responsibility for it and and really fix it and change the way that our minds work when we think about this particular group of people and i think that's really what our show is about yeah i agree i agree our, our show is a hundred percent like one of the big goals of the show from the very beginning one of the problem statements of the show right is that for some irrational reason black businesses and you know other i'm going to just kind of blanket it in other types of businesses are are perceived differently um mm -hmm. and uh you know I, I just don't think that a that that's real um uh, but b but that it's also really unhelpful right like it's just it's A, not real, and B, very unhelpful. Yep. So. Agreed. Um, all right, so what's your goals for next week, man? Well, we're going to see if we can get some lashes. It's going to start there. <laughs> and then we're going to keep keep bigging up these businesses, man. I love it. I love it. That's a strong goal. Yeah, so how continue about Continue yourself? with the social media, that sort of thing, and figure that out? Yep. Nice. Nice. For me, I'm going to be, uh, I think, primarily focused on getting this 
I'm going to get the YouTube stuff done. That's really just busy work, and I should do that. Um, so I'm going to get that done this this week. And uh, well, I guess it's two weeks. That'll be our next check-in. And then uh, and then after that, I'm going to I'm going to try to focus on getting this this thing so that we can uh, download the transcripts of the show and have them on the on the website and kind of start fleshing out the website a little bit more because um, we talk a lot about having the website be a repository of information so that people can grow their businesses. Um, so I'd like to get that actually uh, going. So that's that's my goal. All right. All right, guys. Well, I want to just real quick, shout out Jeremy Grant, man. Keep balling. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to follow the show, man, check us out on Twitter, at uh, process underscore is. Check us out on Instagram, the process underscore is. And then go on our website and check us out on theprocessisblackandwhite.com. And, uh, yeah, man, see you guys next week. See you next week.